in the show is scheduled to start. Yeah. Now, are you on? <laughs> are you on to know if it's on? I, you know, I don't know. I can be on in one second. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. This is hilarious if there are live listeners right now. That's awesome. Because Hello. then it is really off. Yeah. Is it on now? I don't know. Well, how do you know? Well, you know. You have, to, you have to wait to find out if it, yeah. you know. <laughs> These things take time. This is cool because that's the start of the show is me going, is it on? Yeah, that that would be perfect. No, actually, no. Let's assume I, I don't that we're know. on until I can. Cool, that's oh, yeah, we're on. <laughs> Hello. Now, now, why does it work now? Anyway, all right. So we'll we start go all over. Yeah. Uh, Groundhog Day. Assuming that worked. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll start all over then. Uh, <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> There's the uh, technical issues for this week. We're uh, a folksy show. I, I yeah, we are. Uh, I love it. Well, yeah, I do. Welcome to the AreYouScreening.com podcast. <laughs> I'm your host, AreYouScreening.com's own Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And uh, we're gonna definitely have to see if we can figure out. Yeah, that's weird. That's two weeks wh- in a row. Why they're why we're having this uh, for next week? Because next week it will be more fun. But I've been. <laughs> I've been messing with stuff all week, oh, and uh, next week is the X-Men. Right. No, I wasn't messing with anything that should no, pe- actually affect this, though, yeah. but uh, I've been trying to uh, play around with some various theories of uh, having good sound next oh, week right. if we start doing uh, periscoping the thing. Right. And uh, we've hinted at this for kind a while. of uh, shuffling stuff around. And I actually like did some little uh, kind of testy things. But the the problem that I want to make sure that we I guess the problem I don't want to have <laughs> is that where we've got everything uh, set up in here, right. where we're going to stick the little iPad. Right. <laughs> so that you can actually see something and actually exists as a show and people who are on Periscope can actually hear anything. Right. Because, uh, you know, we're just talking into microphones. It'll be and, great to watch us fumble around to yeah, restart the show. Cool. And, yeah. And so <laughs> then it'll start, uh, we'll kick it off on Periscope and then it'll just be, you know, the first five minutes of the Periscope thing will be us trying to make this work. <laughs> right. Anyway. It'll this week is uh, the nice guys and uh, Angry Birds apparently crushing, right? Yeah. Um, and, you didn't get to see it, right? I, I asked you this, but you didn't. No, I tried to get into it. Uh, I, I tried to figure out getting into it. Holy uh, weekend! But yeah, yeah, it's uh, crazy, uh, crushing at the box office. Yeah. And uh, next week actually looks kind of interesting because it's doing so well. And while the X-Men movies have done really well, and this movie has all kinds of marketing going into it uh, coming out next week. Yeah. They haven't quite been, you know, on the Avengers side of uh, crushing the box office. So it'll be interesting to see if it can actually win against Angry Birds next weekend when Angry Birds is insane. Right. Right. Um, yeah, I I had no idea Angry Birds was even going to be. It must bode well that for big. Warcraft. You so. know, it's going to be big because it's just it's right. animated. Sure. And if there hasn't been an animated movie for a couple of months, uh, that a big one, they're waiting. Then it, yeah. any animated movie is going to yeah. do pretty well. Uh, but man, this is uh, people like their Angry Birds, I guess. Yeah. And their uh, weird green. And paper. I can't comment on it because whatever is drawing <clears throat> people in, whether it's just like you said, the kid friendly thing, and the kids want to go and they'll watch any. I. It's not a knock on kids. I would watch anything animated. Right. I didn't care when I was a kid. I probably still will do that now. But if, if as you said, there hasn't been anything in the theater, this is the let's go to the theater, right. kids. Right. And that's why it's going to be great. But the World of Warcraft film must be just hopefully, <laughs> you know. Yeah, World of Warcraft thing. Maybe that means something, right? right? Maybe we've got a good hit on our hands, too. But Yeah. So uh, as I was saying before, we were actually here. <laughs> Assuming that we're actually here now, yeah, right? Podcast. Yeah. Uh, right. So, so yeah. this is a Shane Black directed uh, movie, and it's it's an interesting theory going into the movie. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting for one thing because Shane Black is, uh, you know, an 
an interesting guy, but kind of a weird guy. He is. A he guy. hasn't directed tons of stuff. And it's funny if you go look at him and uh, try to figure out what he's directed, because there's, you know, you have to go a, through a huge gap between kiss, yeah. kiss, bang, bang, and Iron Man three. Right. I mean, it's like, and there's nothing in between. That's no. a long, long time. Yeah. But he, you know, he's mostly focused on writing throughout the yeah. time and, you know, uh, did all the lethal weapon movies and, uh, you know, a couple other things here and there, but now, uh, back to directing and what he, what he, you know, shoots for now yeah. after he's got Iron Man three under his belt as a director is kind of a weird movie and not a movie that is guaranteed to be uh, real good, but, definitely is not guaranteed to be anything that anyone wants to go see because it's such a weird thing, <laughs> it's right? Kind it's kind of a niche. It's really. not something that you, you know, if it was your own money that you'd want to go right. all in heavily on because right. you don't know that this is going to do that well. And you've got big names in it, but still it's kind of a odd take on trying to take film noir and kind of update it. But also we're throwing it back into the past because it's 1978 when this movie happens. Yeah. And so it's updating and adding like more comedic elements and kind of, you know, it's not like stuff happens that's funny. Right. That you're laughing, but it's, you, it, it, it's trying to be kind of comedic. Ryan right. Gosling's character is, uh, you know, getting beat up and broken all the time. Right. And he's... Uh, He's kind of the guy who takes the falls all the time, and then he falls a lot. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, literally falls. And uh, there's, you know, there's one scene that's just uh, kind of an absolute. Uh, I don't even know. It's like kind of an homage to Abbott and Costello. Yeah. yeah. When he uh, finds a dead guy, and he totally goes through this whole Costello, exactly. you know, yeah. routine, whispering, of, laughing, of not being scared. able, not yeah. being able to talk trying to like yell for help and he can't do it because he's so yeah. freaked out and scared. So it's got all that stuff going on, but at the same time, it's, you know, it's this uh, long drawn out uh, detective story where it's, you know, the private detective and, you know, whatever. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, I'm not going to run through like everything of film noir, but it's, you know, it's just, but it's also spinning it. It's not, yeah. it's not real straight like film noir where it's got right. everything like run right together. But anyway, so that's, you know, that's kind of a gamble. I mean, that's yeah. not like Iron Man 3, not so much of a gamble, right? I mean, <laughs> you yeah. know, you know, you're good there. And this one's a little weird. And it's got uh, Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling. And, uh, you know, now with all of the craziness of our uh, problems getting the show started, I didn't even say anything about news. And, oh. you know, I don't know that I'm going to either because there's not anything super interesting I, in news. I mean, Except for just like last week, it's all what's getting canceled, what's getting renewed, yeah. what are the new shows. Uh, now that it's a week later, uh, you've had a chance to see all kinds of uh, the trailers for upcoming shows next season. I know ABC and NBC and Fox have all got trailers on YouTube for whatever it is that's coming out next yeah. year. And CBS, I think, has some but not as many, but still it's, you just, know, that's all everyone wants you to pay attention to. Right. Plus it's this in between week. Right. Where, uh, we apparently don't have to heavily market angry birds, <laughs> no, I guess but, not. uh, you know what? Uh, everyone's trying to flood you with the fact that X-Men's coming out next week. Right. And apart from a few things about who got in what movie or mm -hmm. whatever, there's not there's not like big big news. Even uh, even Shane Black related, but to what you're talking about with the TV stuff, I finally saw I finally saw the spot for Lethal Weapon. Oh yeah, right. I didn't hate it nearly as much as I thought I was going. <laughs> I'm not I'm right. not saying I'm gonna you know be devoted to it, but I'm actually kind of curious. But I'll give I'll give that a look shot. Terrible. Like it yeah. and it mostly it's not because of Damon Wayans, who I actually genuinely like in most of the things he does because he knows his skill set and never seems to stretch out of it. So he's reliable right. for what he does. He had, a, the guy he had a big stretch there where he was making some really he was stupid trying movies. To, yeah, so. he was really trying to lowball that expectation yeah. and I think he did well with it. But the guy that they've got playing Riggs is, at least in the quick 
MTV kind of snippet format of that spot that I saw promoting the show. I didn't, I mean, you can't be Mel Gibson. So you just got to make it your own. Right. And I actually am kind of interested in what he can do. He looks like he's got an idea. Like it could be very similar to what Riggs was from Gibson, but his own. Right. I mean, I, I genuinely thought again, I would have the same feeling I did when I saw Ghostbusters, right? The new Ghostbusters right. for the first time, and I just thought I would have a genuine, active, like skin crawling repulsion, and I didn't. In <laughs> fact, I was kind of interested. But so segue from that, in case you don't know that that's his reaction to Ghostbusters, right? And to segue <laughs> from that go. very quickly, just to get off this little bit of news, I didn't think anything could make me less likely and more hesitant and kind of nauseous about the new Ghostbusters trailer than the first Ghostbusters trailer until I saw the until second, the second one. one. And that one solidified how much I really, and then it was confusing because I saw a lot of people saying that they had seen a foreign uh, release, not a, not a full thing, but like some European commercial or some Japanese commercial. Right. It looks great. And I think, go get your eyes checked. It right. looks like cr- total crap. You know, it's really, so, it, it's actually funny the way that people are talking and not talking about that movie. Yeah. Uh, especially for the last maybe three or four weeks since we started getting uh, some pictures of them in the suits. And then we got like the, the little teaser, tiny little clip and then the first trailer and everything. And it's like, uh, you would think that everyone would be going crazy for this and talking all about it. And some people are talking about it, but even when people talk about it, it's like, they're not talking about it. And no one, you know, no one wants to say anything bad about it because if you say something bad about the trailer, then you just don't like women. Isn't that the funny thing? Because this is the female version. You can't, you just don't like what you're you're just, you know, it's, it's like they're trying to build in sooner uh, or later politically correct uh, shield. Sooner or later, you and I've talked about this before. They're going to remake untouchable films like how long will it be before they really remake Tom with the wind or the wizard right. of oz or something i don't mean some version of it but i mean really remake it sooner or later it was bound to happen that they would remake something and it didn't have to be something as beloved as et you know it would be something that just hit the zeitgeist and and the people were like that's it enough i don't like that. Right, it looks right. stupid you're trying to just take my money you don't understand anything that that made the first one so successful and now it kind of falls victim to what you just said, the trappings of it's an all-female film. Right. And now that seems like why we hate it because we're it, a misogynistic if they, if culture. They would have made this, if they would have made this with all new guys. It could have been. If, right. If they would have made it with all new guys in all these parts and they released a trailer that looked this much like just crap, like that. Yeah. everyone would be – they wouldn't even release it. Right. At, right. at the end of the day, they would they would just pull it and go – Yeah. It it will save my, money my somehow. Loathing because for it. everyone would be all it. over right. the place going crazy hating it. Anyway, on on record before even that's, seeing that's it, what I my loathing for it has absolutely nothing to do with the fact that there are women. Right. Or that they're all cast as the Ghostbusters. I, I don't care. I don't care. It it looks like crap. It just looks it, it could it have just it could have horrible. Jack Black, Tracy Morgan, the only David Spade and Rob Schneider in it, and I would still say, you know what, this film would probably be way better if it had better women. In it, but it still looks like crap. You know, that's so. In the trailer for me, you know, there's the one girl, and I don't remember her name. <laughs> I, I don't. They're all alike to you, aren't they? Mark? That that's what it is. Right. Um, I I don't remember her name because she's the one that I have not seen that much. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's the one part in the first trailer where she's like hiding oh yeah and and she's like is it the hat is the hat too much is the wig or the hat or whatever right and if they if they made a movie right that Uh was just her and none of the other people were there right i would like that movie 500 times better than i like this one right because she looks like maybe she is gonna be okay all right yeah but she's gonna be the okay in the midst of the right. horridness around her and it's that's, not going to add, add up to anything anyway. anyway. Yeah. And, uh, and, and actually the weird thing is, is all the other ghostbusters. I like all of them. Yeah. Uh, I don't love Melissa McCarthy in movies. I, I like I don't, her. Very I don't much. like the choices right. that her choices haven't been things, right. things that have been made with her. Kristen in movies. Wiig is awesome. Yeah. And I love Kristen awesome. Wiig and, and she's actually everything yep. that she's ever done. And, but not in this. Right. <laughs> but the character that she's playing in the trailers, yeah, I'm completely bored. Yeah, by the end of the trailer, I'm bored. How <laughs> how much do you have I to can, just? I can only hope that this is the start of not this big backlash 
you know, against women's films because we don't want that at all. I just hope this is the start of a backlash against remaking films that don't need to be remade right. or reimagined or reboot, whatever, just re-leave it alone. Right. Exactly. Just move on. So, yeah. Anyway, um, you know, the, the weird thing about the movie industry that it's funny too, is that they have to, they have to remake Ghostbusters mm-hmm. because apparently there's no way to just get people to watch Ghostbusters. There, I, there's no way to just get some more money out of Ghostbusters yeah. without remaking it. And, and, there's nothing wrong with Ghostbusters. No. Like it holds up perfectly holds fine. Up you could yeah. have just people watch it, but there's there's They're no not, there's no way to get any money out yeah. of you know somebody watches it on Netflix. Nobody now drives or whatever, nobody right? drives like a 1983 Camaro, or they're wearing bell bottoms <laughs> right. or tips, or you know it's it, they just they look a little dated with the film quality, but I don't, it's great. Right. And so far. The special effects in the original Ghostbusters beat the hell out of anything I've seen that looks like right. the Haunted Mansion redo. And, and they're and they're terrible, but they're still good enough. Right. Uh, right. Anyway, before we just uh, babble about this trailer forever, um, but I did want to say, you know, the thing that's weird looking at these uh, all of the shows that are coming out, like you mentioned, Lethal Weapon doesn't look that bad. Doesn't look bad. But here's the here's the weird thing about the whole upfront season. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me, and I think I I mentioned this last week a little bit. It just does not seem like the big networks are learning anything from the cable networks. They're it's not, like whatever, so whatever's on. wrong, yeah. they're just still doing the wrong things. And that you might get a show a season right. that you really like. It's probably going to be canceled pretty quick. Actually, yeah. that reminds me because you said Lethal Weapon. Rush Hour, the other movie, oh, the, right. the other TV, TV. show uh, that we've taken an old movie and said we need to make a TV show out of that. That right. got canceled. That was quick. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So that was, uh, huh. you know, came out late. So it's only had like five episodes or yeah. something, something like that. I mean, it no just kidding. it just started. Wow. So now that's wow. canceled too. But the up, but this year was like a bloodbath. Uh, the last couple of weeks, uh, freshman shows, shows that were out for uh, for two seasons even. Um, Fox canceled all of its. Uh, comedies that just came out, you know, like The Grinder and Grandfather yeah. and all these shows. We talked about that, but but uh, all the networks uh, just slaughtered everything yeah. new. And then you see the upfronts and go, well, we have to make some room <laughs> right. because we have all these shows. And then you look at these shows and you're like, what the hell? Like we had to have this show. Right. We couldn't have had another season of The Grinder instead yeah. of you know whatever. There are some insanely goofy shows coming too. Yeah. There's uh, and a, a couple of them on ABC. I won't go into the other networks real quick um, because these two like just insanely stand out in my mind. But in the first season of, of Fargo that we had, yeah. uh, the main the main cop was uh, played by Allison Tolman. She's got a new show coming out on ABC where we have to listen to her dog narrate stuff. Oh, yeah. it, it's called like Downward Dog or yeah. something. And it's a hilarious bit of marketing, I think, on uh, ABC's part. Um, and they love me, so they won't mind that I'm uh, trashing Just them here, them right? Bit, right. Um, it, they are pushing the show as based on a web series, yeah. right? And that is – there's a weird thing there where they're trying to play to – a certain people, right? Yeah. Because what you think that means is that there's a web series out there that was really popular. Right. And so they made it into a show. They said, Hey, everybody loves that. We'll make a whole show. Right. That is not at all what happened. Yeah. <laughs> so somebody made a web series and it was never released. So it was basically oh, like right. somebody made a web series as kind of a pilot pitch. Right. <laughs> and, and it then, worked. And then they yeah. and then they bought it, right? That's funny. But they marketed it as based on a web series. There's no way that what yeah. you're gonna think is yeah. clearly that means it's a web series that never existed, that you it. can't go find, right. that yeah. isn't out there anymore. It's on the dark web. Yeah. So uh anyway, so there's that one. And then Jenna Elfman is uh coming back in a show called Imaginary Mary. Yeah, where she is uh, getting really close in a relationship to a guy who has kids, which kicks off in her brain the return of her childhood imaginary friend, who we have to watch her talk to yeah. through this show. That could be fun. No. No. So fun. <laughs> no, it, uh, no, it, it sounds fun. No, it doesn't. No. 
it sounds um, really stupid, right? And it is, yeah. And that's the kind of stuff that's uh, coming that's to coming your in. coming to your big networks, and and they want to know why they can't get people away from right. like you know TBS and Showtime right. and HBO and, and, and everything and that's out there. Every every cable yeah. network there is. Like every show on every cable network is right. better than virtually every show. So they're not, uh, it's insane. It's not that they're not learning. They're not learning. And then they're doubling down on their <laughs> earlier. Exactly. Stance. Isn't it? No disrespect to Jenna Elfman. Cause you know, she, she works. She, she's respectable. It's interesting to think she's gotten so much mileage just from being on Dharma and Greg, which was 600 years ago. Right. You know, and and, and she were, she's been in a lot of stuff actually. She's definitely popped up. She's been in uh, even some more dramatic right stuff. And I really I really want to like her. I really liked Dharma and Greg. Yeah, I thought that was a. I mean, it was that was it, a show that it, it burned was, so hot for so. It was a million years ago, right? Right, and it was uh, kind of disposable. Yeah, uh, fun, just like goofy, you know, whatever. It sort of reminds me of like Growing Pains. Right, you know, it's like that sort of just kind of yeah. crazy stuff you could get away with back then. Right. When uh, TV ratings were a whole different world. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, um, but it was an interesting show. She was fun and man, she's tried to come back in like a lot a of, bunch things, of different ways and it, yep. and it never works and good out for her for still, you know, for right. still getting parts and doing stuff. But it also made me think of the, real quickly, the evolution of TV cycles is really strange. Like you said last week for the first time in forever, there's no CSI slated to be up you know right. that's like 20 years or whatever 18 years i remember not too long ago when who wants to be a millionaire ran the gamut and then all the programming just took a back seat for like shows and then it was reality shows there right. was no original program it was just let's film reality shows then lost kicked in now let's have these weird mystery box right, shows right. like it's it's so funny to see which lemming leads them off the cliff <laughs> for each season <laughs> right. and they just keep going it's like a never-ending thing so it's it's kind of interesting to see. And then, the and then now it's, it's also like, you know, Shonda land, right. And, exactly. You know, you know, any idea that she has, right. There will be a show and everyone will watch it. Yeah. It, it doesn't it, matter. It'll, it'll still get, it's, just, it's so weird to see the cycles and now the lane waste, like you said. Anyway. We'll all right. Um, we really should actually Man, get you into hate this movie. The nice, this is like long time listeners. No, I'm, I'm okay take, with the longer uh, we take to get to it. The more we like, I, I'm okay it. with the nice guys. It's just, uh, I don't know. We got uh, sidetracked. Anyway, uh, so we should uh, jump into it. So the nice guys, we already kind of ran through it. It's uh, Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling. And Ryan Gosling actually is the PI. Russell Crowe is uh, a very weird, you know, he's almost like try to take, you know, the man with no name and shove mm-hmm. him into a different movie or something. It's he just like beats he, people he, up. He's, almost, yeah, he's the muscle. He's almost like a PI who just doesn't want to go get his license. Except that he's not. You know, right. he's just, he's just a back alley PI who takes money to rough someone up and deliver a message. That's it. Right. And but yet it's, it's funny no because, um, you know, 1978 when, I mean, I was young, but I was alive. Right. 1978 is shown in this movie in such an odd way in, in some respects in like a good fun, nostalgic way, but then in other respects, like, you know, like there were just these Russell Crowe's all over. Yeah. Like if you just needed somebody beat up, it wasn't that hard to find him and figure out who's, who do you talk to to just give someone a hundred bucks to pop somebody one or whatever. Yeah. It's so weird. Anyway. uh, So jumping into the ratings, you know, uh, there's a lot about this movie that I wanted to rate it really high. Yeah. And uh, uh, somehow I just kind of wanted to rate the theory high. Like, I just wanted to give it a couple of more points just because they bothered to try to make it. Right. Uh, especially, you know, in the world of Ghostbusters and remaking right. everything every right. five minutes and, uh, you know, trying to kick out as many superhero movies as you can now just to, like, right. try to get this out there uh, to try and do something. Yeah. And, and really the main problem that I had with the movie was once again, there was so much of this movie where I just felt like what they were doing was going, yeah, but it has to be two hours long. Right. And there's just so, it is. it's like one fifty six. So, so, so do that more. Yeah. Uh, so make that scene longer uh, right. for no reason or uh, throw in this other, you know, goofy thing you know make something up right here it was all there were a couple times where i really felt like they had some you know second unit director 
that they were just like, give me five minutes. Right. We're on the set here. Make some crap up right now. Do something. And, you know, I shouldn't feel like that in a movie ever. Right. right? And I felt like that several times. Especially in action film with a guy like Shane Black with his chops behind him. It should be going like speed. So, Yeah. uh, yeah, in the end, I was I was really torn both ways because there is stuff that I really like, but then there's stuff that's really lame too. Mm -hmm. And uh, at the end of the day, I had to give this a seven. Yeah. And I wanted to get off a lot. I I wanted to give it a six a lot of the time. Yeah. And there, there was like a couple of spans of like 20 minutes where I wanted to give it like eight and a half. Yeah. I was really liking it. Yeah. But it just couldn't do it. And, and uh, in the, in the end, wow. there was uh, there was a lot of stuff going on too. With uh, Ryan Gosling's daughter comes into yeah. play a lot, and this was uh, there were scenes with Ryan Gosling's daughter where I felt like it, you know it was we wanted some more of her, but we had somebody else write it who really had not seen the rest of the movie, yeah. and all of a sudden wanted to get like kind of this really. Odd feeling, um, you know, morality thrown in through the daughter. Right. And it's like, you know, uh, I've decided you can't even kill bad people. Right. And, you know, right. I mean, it's like, oh, where's that coming from? And it, it just was weird. So I yeah. don't know. In the in the end of all of the balancing, I liked a lot of it and I had a, I had fun with a lot of it. But at the end of the movie, I wanted to have watched a different movie. Yeah. I wanted it to have been different. I yeah. wanted somebody to maybe pay a little more attention to what they were doing with it. Yeah. And I wanted it to be like 40 minutes shorter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of it just, I don't know, it just drags. It, it's, it's a hair under two hours. And I feel like I, I would have been comfy, comfortable rather with like 135, 140 for this story. Right. Sometimes I can take longer Shane Black stuff and others. It's got to be real, real trim. But I had, that's funny. I had you at like five. I I thought five and a half at the most. It just had, for me, it had so much in common, uh, surficially, not, not below that with inherent vice, which I know you didn't like. And inherent vice is more art house. This is more bullets and boobs. Yeah. And, and maybe I thought that's where the five and a half might come from. But when I was watching it, when it was done, I'm like, I had fun with that, but that's too close to inherent vice for you. So it's good to hear that you. That yeah, you I, th- I think the difference for me there is that Inherent Vice has like it. it it's like the same movie, but with really like delusions of grandeur. See, I, like, I agree, and this doesn't like pretend that it's like anything we're other saying than what it something is. really yeah. deep about people. Some or of the whatever, faults that Inherent like, Vice had, I felt this film had. I, I'm going to stand with, I'm going to stand with seven and a half. And like you, there were times where I felt like I was getting real close to nine. Like I w- when it was hitting all cylinders, like near the middle of the film, I'm like, great. This is working. All the characters know what they're doing. They're, they're quirky and flawed, but they're really interesting. And they're best when they're together. Like right. separate, it, it still is okay. But to watch the tension between Gosling and, and it's just, he's got such an interesting job in a way that Russell Crowe could never have because he's not just because he's a bigger guy, but just, it's almost like he can pull off that, that thinner, weaselier kind right. of insecure, but still confident, but he's got a really interesting character that I liked. Um, but some of the problems that the film had were that characters just pop up for a little bit, then they disappear and then we don't really ever see them again. And it's right. just like this, this, and, this and strange it's, and ensemble. It's got, it's got like such a weird, um, the bad guy that we focus on, right. The like henchman yep. bad guy mm-hmm. that he just feels so weirdly um, out of like, not an old James Bond movie, right. but you know, the movie next to the old right. James Bond movie, yeah. right. That's like the, the strength I feel of all the actors, even the girl who, whose name I'm blanking on. I'll, I'll look in a minute. It's something strange. I keep wanting to say ingenue, but um uh, the strength of Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling pretty much carry, I felt, at what times is a faulted but lofty idea for a story. And and them together make the film so enjoyable for me, even when I started getting a little bored or started getting a little preoccupied with other things that it wasn't doing. I, I guess I guess it's more safe to say that 
in, in, and I'm a big Shane Black fan. I've been a big fan of his uh, for a long time. And I would suggest to anybody who is a fan of his that this isn't in line with the lethal weapon type of work that he did when he was younger. And it's not necessarily um, on par with like Iron Man 3, which was the last thing that he did. Because like you said, Iron Man 3 is just such a safe bet. Just kind of fill in the, fill in the blanks and let the budget and the characters and the, and the studio take over. Um, this, this felt like more in line with one of his, one of my more favorite underrated films, which is Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. And that's right. another private eye detective film noir kind of thing set in contemporary times of Los Angeles. But it was really interesting. I wonder if, and I'm just making things up. I wonder if with the deal that he procured with Robert Downey Jr. to get back into the helm with Iron Man 3 didn't also give him an extra film and they just said, okay, what do you want? This feels like what he wants is to redo Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and get The Last Boy Scout right. Because in The Last right. Boy Scout, Bruce uh, Willis has know, a daughter, and it's, it's I, this weird, acerbic I relationship. I really like The Last Boy Scout, I too. I love The Last Boy Scout because it is exactly what it is. It doesn't pretend to be anything else. It doesn't want to sell you like a happy and ever after everybody right. you know, kissing. That's a bloody, visceral crappy angry film and it shows right and the relationship between the father and his daughter is so acerbic and it's almost like he just said i've i've done it's a strange thing to think of but it's almost like when billy bob thornton did the first short film of sling blade yeah and then was like look we really like this can you make it a bigger film he's like absolutely right let me put some of the things that i liked in it i'll fix a few of the others and I'm just watching the relationship between all these characters. And I'm like, if I didn't know Shane Black, did, Shane Black did this, I know Shane Black did this because there's the smart, smarter than all the heroes daughter. Right. There's the two guys who are going at each other. All the Shane Black things that you want to see, including Christmas, which is in every film right, he's ever right. done is in there. It, I had fun with it. Right. But I also, if you had sat here and you're like, I, this thing's full of problems. This is four. I'd be like, man, that sucks. I see it. I can't even argue that right. it isn't, but I had more fun with it, accepting that it was and going forward because it just, it had those moments. Because it had, it had a lot of things that are fun. The, uh, the problem with it is that um, the main problem with it really is just that it's too long. Like yeah. all of the problems uh, there's, there's other problems, but they all go away if you make it shorter. Right. Within making it shorter, most of those problems are gone because there's uh, there are some really weird uh, pacing problems where you just get like sucked out of it. But if we would just make it shorter, you know, then that would go away. Mm -hmm. There are lots of problems with everything that it tries to do with other characters. Every time Mm -hmm. there is uh, that we're looking at another character. Um, even when they have uh, they have like the uh, head of the Department of Justice, then they have the head of the Department of Justice lackey. Right. That then Ryan Gosling tries to <laughs> chat up every time he sees her. Yeah. That in a weird way either has to be shorter or longer. Right. We have to right. either see more yeah. of her or less of her, or right. else it's a waste and it's ruined. Right. And then you see her again, and you go, "Well, I'm supposed to think this, but the movie didn't yeah. really do it." Yeah. So, so you know, if you fix the fix how long it is, then you don't really have that problem. Right. And uh, everything with uh, there's kind of like the two evil henchmen yeah. guys. Uh, one of them is actually really good, right? And I wish it was just him, right? And we would just see. It. And the other one is horrible. You mean David Keith, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, Keith David. And and, and the other backwards. the other one is horrible. Yeah. And you don't want to see any more of him ever because right. he's ridiculous. <laughs> he's like you know Jaws right. in uh, in James Bond or yeah. something. He's just like goofball. Yeah. And it just doesn't fit, and it's okay to have a goofball guy, I guess, but right. he doesn't fit in this movie. And right. it, and you know, trim all that stuff down, yeah. And you're just left to focus on the good parts and not have to struggle through the weight of the weird. other thing. Yeah. And what's really weird about the movie too is there's a lot of stuff that you would think if you're in the editing room and someone says you have to make it shorter, there's a lot of this stuff in this movie that is the, you know, go-to stuff to trim. Right. That that's the stuff that I don't want you to. So it's right. it's not that 
it's not that easy a thing. When they right. go to that party yeah. and you see all this stuff and we spend a lot of time just looking around that party, you would think, well, get rid of that. I we don't love really, that. But that was all awesome. Wasn't that all awesome? When he goes swimming after the That mermaids, was all brilliant. I, right? I, I, was, I felt like I was in a state of like 40 minutes around that time period, both a little before and a little after, where I was constantly kind of chuckling. Right. Like, I didn't laugh out loud. There wasn't anything... Well, there was one thing that made me laugh later, but I didn't laugh out loud because it's not that kind of funny, but just believable that Gosling's character would, right. go, would go in there and, and do exactly what Especially the way that we've uh, right. gone through with him. Yeah. And, and the movie even kind of wonderfully has him, like, solve this thing, yeah. and then it turns out to be wrong. Right. Which is just That's awesome. Great. That's perfect. Right? Yep. And and then he has to look over his shoulder at Russell Crowe and go, well, I mean, but they used to have <laughs> this, this thing yeah. and, and they should. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they it should, ought to be here. They right. should have yeah. that thing. And it's, it's really good to see the two of them because, you know, what they almost are is like if we went back and watched a, a old, awesome film noir movie from like the 30s and took the detective and just made him into two people. Right. Get his id away from his ego. Uh-huh. And that's who you have. Right. And, right. Now, and now we have them. And so yep. when they're separate, they're still kind of interesting people. Yeah. But when they're like clashing with each other, right. then it, you know, it's actually really great stuff that yeah. comes out of it. But there, and the, the weird part for, for me in the movie too, is uh, the closer we get to the end, the more I feel like, I don't even know if Shane Black wrote this. I think he did, but yeah. I'm not absolutely sure if he wrote this. But yeah. it, it feels like the closer we get to the end, there was kind of a lot of like, ah, I don't know, we have to have an end. Right. <laughs> and, it's, right. and it's just like we're not absolutely sure, but we have this great idea for, um, you know, I don't know, sticking it to the car industry. Right. And, and um, you know, it, it's almost like weirdly perfect mad libs of, make this kind of film right. and it's like you know we've got car manufacturers representing kind of just capitalist right you know america especially in like 1978 and then we've got hey let's have the porn industry because yeah. then that's the easy way to have <laughs> naked women oil. all right. the time yeah, sure right yeah and then like what happens if we put them in a blender and then how do we get uh a weird big case where people are getting killed off. Right. Well, here's a way. Yeah. And, and it's all actually just bizarrely fun. Yeah. And, and it works. And even, you know, it, it it's a weird kind of nostalgia to look back at the seventies when you're kind of not really looking at the seventies. Right. It, it, right. It's almost like very accidental, all of the <laughs> stuff in here, except that, uh, you know, the reason, well, like, why is this in the 70s? Because if you write this story, it kind of has to be in the 70s because the porn industry right. and the car industry are very different things now. Today, you can't yeah. set this today right. and right. say this would happen right. because it wouldn't, right? Yeah. But, you know, man, I, I liked so much of it, but there were so many times that I was just, like, getting bored. And mm-hmm. it, the weird thing about it, too, was that I couldn't believe I was getting bored. Right. I was like, how did you, right. how did you do how all you this stuff <laughs> and then making it boring? Right. Because even the stuff that should be boring, that's actually the stuff I'm liking. You're like inventing new ways to be boring, right. just, just to throw it at me. I worried, even though I love that party scene, that's the scene where Ryan Gosling falls down a hill, tries to smoke, realizes there's a dead body nearby, and does the famous gasping Does the, the Costello laugh, thing. The, yeah. Yeah, the, the, um, and I wondered... I wondered if that moment wasn't going to be a linchpin thing that looking back on, I would feel like if you like that scene, you'll like the movie because it's right. indicative of everything that's happening, both in tone and kind of spirit and comedy. And if you don't like that scene, you're not, it's almost like when you see, uh, there've been other movies, but a Knight's tale with Heath Ledger always sticks in my, in my mind because the, the movie opens with people like, singing queen songs right right if you are okay with that you're gonna have a blast with that film but if right. for some reason that irks you because but if intellectually, as, soon, as, as soon as that starts you go this is stupid right if you if that is your reaction right. get go because the whole film is that way right not not songs but that's the that's the tone of it and i and it's interesting because i didn't like that moment of 
Costello caricature, but I love the film. And I even love the scene that it's in. Right. And but I thought the that weird, was the weird. weird thing for me is that uh, I, like, I like it. I'm the target audience, really, for that thing. Right? Sure. I mean, it's like right. if that's going to work for anyone, it's going to work for me. You, right? And here's the thing. If I had just seen a clip of the movie. Yeah. And just saw that part, yeah. But not in the movie context where, where it is, right? Like no context. I just see that clip. I would love that. Yeah. I would go. Ah, oh, I want to go see a movie where they right. do that. that be- Especially if you include right. the whole part that comes after it, right. all the way to when they dump that body. Right. That right. was. That's great. That was that's awesome. Great. Yeah. But I didn't. It's not even that I didn't love it in the movie, but I didn't love it right there in the movie. Right. I right. I want him to do that thing at a different part of yeah. the movie. Right. Somewhere else right. when they find some other body or, you know, some, yeah. something else does something. But right at that part of the movie, I didn't love it. It was still okay. There's, there's, and, and it still gets you to, I, I still do love dumping the body. I do too. I thought that was awesome. Yep. And the fact that they're arguing each, with each other to do this thing and they can't stop like bickering mm-hmm. with each other long enough to like look over the fence. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and then the kids yeah. see what's going on because they're so wrapped up in their <laughs> own little yeah. bitching at each other, like little girls. I mean, they're, they're going at each other like crazy. I love that whole part, but that uh, Costello routine. Yeah. I, you know, I'm still kind of okay with it. I sure. really wish that would have been at some earlier part yeah. that they could have had him, you know, stumble Do into that. some other right. body or yeah. who knows what. It's it's so fun to see things happen the way that they do. Like one of my, it doesn't spoil anything. It that really doesn't spoil anything. I just realized like, do I want to talk about it and ruin it? Because it might be fun to hear. But I'm going to. Uh, there's a moment where Russell Crowe is so used to Ryan Gosling falling down, like and not Pratt falls. He's just always falling ass over tea kettle over something and on something. And he's, he's not necessarily a clumsy guy, but he's just falling all the time. And there's that moment later where closer to the end of the film where he chastises him. He's like, did you fall again? Right. And Ryan Gosling just says, I think I'm invincible. Right. Right. Like that's the part I laughed out loud at. And, and I just realized like kind of like the sixth sense, maybe I need to rewatch this film under the auspice that he is invincible. Right. No, he can be hurt, but he can't be killed. Cause he's just like, I, I keep doing this and I don't die. Like, and I don't it, think I can do it. And, and, it's, so and, and it's hilarious the way he says, nothing else makes sense. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Cause he's like, all right. And he goes, nothing else makes sense. Like right. he sold himself on it. The best part of it is that nobody handles scenes like that in films at all. Like to have two characters have like a moment like that. It was, it was just both kind of unique and fresh feeling. And that was what endeared me to the film in a lot of ways, not just that scene, but all the scenes like that, even, and I've said this a bunch, it's, it's, it's kind of the vehicle that I use to, to kind of portray what I'm thinking. The Wiley Coyote and Sam Sheepdog relationship where they punch a clock, they're talking to each other after and before talking about the family, what are their plans? hit the clock, they're on the clock, and now they're beating the crap out of each other. Right. When, when, when Russell Crowe comes to his house and just beats the crap out of him and then just breaks his arm, and he's like, look, just tell the doctor it's this kind of fracture. It's no big deal. They accept it because in the world they live in, amongst 70s private eyes, that's kind of par for the course. Right. You might get the crap kicked out of you. And later when he has that fight with Keith David, and he's like, you're going to leave, right? And he's like, I'm leaving. He goes, all right, I'll see you later all right, right bye you know where are you going he's like wherever Wisconsin. right and, and they they, and, and they run that thing. they run that all through the movie and they that. even even there's yet another scene where they do the same thing right. because he says you know what you got to come in here you got to trash the place i accept that. oh right yeah that right that's what that's what we do that's right. what's happening you know i i I'm, i accept that yeah but now you pissed me off right <laughs> you, you, you broke the code. Right. Like, why'd you have to do that? Right. right. And, and now, you know, it, right. had it not been that way, you know, yeah. you, you'd have left. We'd have went our separate ways. Right. You did what you had to do. Right. I got to do what I got to do. It, right. Yeah. Right. You broke all my Yoo-Hoo. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. I, I'm okay with that. Right? <laughs> right. And he's so, he's so like weirdly matter of fact about right. it. Like it could easily just be, you know, two lawyers on opposite yeah, right. ends of a table <laughs> yeah. who, you know, go out for a drink after work, even right. though they hate each right. other, they're, they're, they're each on other. opposing sides or whatever. Yeah. And then, you know, 
but now you pissed me off. Right. <laughs> I was just going to file this brief, but now, right. now I think I'm going after your house. Yeah, and the way that they, um, the way that they just sow that, yeah, you know, it's so kind of fun. subtly, really, yeah. but all through the movie in these various ways that you see the same thing, like yep. like you said at the beginning part. Even Ryan Gosling, uh, he's not having the fun end of the stick or whatever. Right. But but when yeah. he comes in, everyone is just like very casual about right. the whole thing. Even yeah. when Ryan Gosling is like, and he's like, "So you're a PI? You live in this house? And right. You're a private eye?" Yeah. They're just like chatting. And he's like, hey, let's stay. Let's stay on topic. Here. <laughs> right. Like okay. Yeah, and they, you know, they just they yeah. they pull all that through the whole movie and right. have it pop up several times, and all you know, all that stuff is really great. But it, yeah. It has so much where it uh, slows way down. Yeah. It's so busy paying attention to those characters yeah. and trying to do them really, really well. Yeah. And it does. Yeah. But it leaves a lot of side characters to, mm-hmm. you know, not really get anything. Mm-hmm. You've, you've got the whole um, Department of Justice person and the, and the you know, scary collusion and yeah. and you know, the grand schemes going on that supposedly are going to come out in this porno and that's going to change everything. And that doesn't make any sense to listeners, but you know, it makes sense in the movie, but you don't, you somehow don't really get any weight out of that because it doesn't pay attention to that side of things very much because it's so busy with these guys. And, you know, you can't fault it that much because it actually does them very well, Yeah, but still it doesn't, you know, it doesn't like bring you the whole movie. Yeah. And there are a couple parts uh, where you're watching the movie and I got really worried that it was going to turn really stupid. And if the movie had been different, I wouldn't have those. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have to suffer through thinking, Oh God, now it's go. going to get ridiculous. Right. One of them is the first time we see Matt Bomber, yeah. uh, who comes in and is, you know, threatening or whatever. Right. And I thought, oh, man, now all of a sudden the whole movie is just going to be, you know, bonkers, cheesy, you know, nonsense. It's going to turn into like an elongated episode of Scooby-Doo. Right. And it's going to be totally goofy. And it doesn't. Um, I'm not sure that I really love his character right. or what they do with him. But it doesn't really like jump off the cliff, but it makes you really scared that it's going to. And yep. the other one is, you know, I don't want to be completely spoilery, um, but like a key person just suddenly gets killed. Right. And I'm like, and those things are kind of close to each other too. Right. <laughs> too. Right. But uh, when that happened in the movie, I was like, well, shit, what? Now, now it's just going to be. Now you can be, only do this. It, right. right. Now you don't even have a lot of option other right. than to be kind of goofy and yeah. and none of it makes it. I, yeah. I was afraid we were going to get to the end of the movie and it was just going to be, well, we lose. Right. Right. <laughs> I was, Which would not be a horrible thing to do. I got to a place. Generally, but not in that way. <laughs> right. Know? I got to a place where I was hoping that Shane Black hadn't lost his mind. And that though I feel like he's remaking his own work in a way and in a better way, I started thinking about the last Boy Scout. And in the last Boy Scout, Bruce Willis is a retired kind of PI-ish guy with a smart mouth daughter and she gets taken by the bad guy and he's got to go get her. And it turns out that the daughter winds up rescuing herself. In a way. And I was like, come on, don't, right, right. don't really do this to me. Um, don't really just make me watch the same thing. Right. Again. And, even, yeah. even updated, you know, and you don't necessarily see that, but, uh, you know, I also thought there were times where by the, by the second time the daughter shows up, I realize she's not a throwaway. We're going to keep, she's right, going right. to be woven in and, and definitely at the party when she's in the trunk and I'm like, okay, now she's a character, Like right. She was just a supporting character before. And then I was like, is he going to go the inspector gadget route? Because she's really the brains. Right, right. He, he's the brawn. And then her dad is kind of like the glue that puts them together and keeps them there. Otherwise, and I'm like, well, this might be inspector gadget all over the place. Right. So, but it, it's just fun. You know, there's that from the mouths of babes, you know, kind of thing. And I was sure that as she's telling Russell Crowe to like not kill people, I was sure later she's going to be like, that guy tried to hurt me and my dad. We got to kill him. And right. Russell's like, Hey, I'm all right with that. Let's right. go. You don't even have to pay me for that. But it was interesting to see the theme go 
which is as bad as people are, they will sometimes try to do the right thing just enough to make themselves sleep better. Right. You know, like the right. kid in the beginning who sees, I, I love the opening scene, even though I didn't understand why it was there at first, where the kid sneaks into his parents' bedroom, gets the, or at least his dad's bedroom, and gets the, the uh, Cavalier magazine. He's looking at the centerfold, and it turns out that this woman who he's just like looking at in a full spread is dying in front of him in a full right. spread, and then he does the decent thing. He covers her up. And I thought, oh, that's going to be Russell Crowe as a kid, or that's going to be Ryan Gosling as a kid. And we right. see, no, it's just some kid. Right. And, and even in the grimy streets of L.A., you know, you still do the nice thing. But I almost, I, I, I just, I started cracking up when you get the first sense of Ryan Gosling's character, and he's in like some assisted living place trying to find a missing person right. in an urn on the right. shelf behind the right. delusional woman who doesn't know where her husband is anymore. She's like, I haven't seen him since the funeral. And he's just like, all right, I'll take a check for this and I'll start looking. And I'm like, I love these characters. Right. More and, of that. And, it, and it was, it was hilarious, even though that's like right at the beginning yeah. where he says, uh, you know, he's been a PI. He, he was a cop and he's been a PI and he's like, well, and then California introduced no fault divorce. <laughs> right. So yeah. the purpose of PI right. is dried up. Oh so now I'm talking to this old lady right. because that's what I can get now. Yeah. Because right. it, it used to, that's what PIs were was follow your wife around, catch right. her cheating yeah. or what, follow whatever, who, follow your husband yeah, around, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And, and that was like the gig. Yeah. And he's like, now I have to make up a new gig. So I find these old people. Yeah. And, it, and yeah, that was, that was great. I was, I was he's sucked got, right in at the beginning. Of Russell Crowe has that awesome line in the beginning where he says, love is, is just buying a house for someone you hate. Right. Uh, marriage is marriage, buying a house right. for someone you, you hate. I love that line. Yeah. I, I just, I, it's hard to, it's very us to, riddle this thing with problems and right. just be so favorable. It's horrible. I, I genuinely still think that this is, man, you're right. I wish it was like 20, 30 minutes shorter because it would be so trim and everything you said that I agree with, those problems would just vanish if you just even, pull the strings a little bit. It's even so some easy. of the weird things that don't seem like they can be fixed by just making it shorter because all we ever say is make a movie shorter, <laughs> right? But right. but even when you've got, uh, you know, the kind of the henchwoman for the yeah. Justice Department lady, you make the you make the movie shorter and all of a sudden you have to do her better. Right. Because you have right. less time. Right. And you have to make that work in uh yeah. you know, you have to make that work in a few minutes instead of saying, Well, let's just drag it out for a while because right. the movie needs to be needs longer. To be long. Right. And it's and it's both not giving us her as well mm-hmm. and making the movie too long. Right. <laughs> it's making yeah. both problems happen where if you just you know, I don't know what it is, but just every movie demands to be two hours long now. Right. And even though we have not solidified right. making that work right. and it, and it doesn't right. always work. And this one, uh, you know, even the, the movie has great scenes. If this were, if this were done a little better, right. And it were, unfortunately, if it were, you know, closer to like the late eighties or early nineties, right. this movie could easily be like the next lethal weapon yeah. that everyone's quoting all the time. It has like some awesome, like key scenes, you know, they go up in the elevator and they just come right back down to the right, elevator. Yeah. That's an awesome that scene. Awesome. Yeah. But the movie is not, you know, like rock solid enough right. for anyone to care. Yeah. You know, that would ease if this movie were like a nine, yeah. then you would, you would see that scene all the time, right. you know, for like the next 10 or 15 years, people would just show that scene yeah. and it would, you know, be the hilarious, one of the hilarious things that happens or, you know, whatever, but, right. uh, but the movie's just not, you know, it just doesn't have, um, you know, I just, I just don't feel like he should direct stuff. <laughs> I just feel Maybe. like he Maybe. should write it, write it out. Somebody else should have to look at it yeah. and go, this is what I'm going to do with what you wrote. Right. And I'm going to, you know, put it all together in which a better package. Bad. Yeah, which uh, is too bad because you know. I really, really, really like um, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. And this isn't that far behind it, but those problems seem so obvious and yeah. so easy to fix. You know, I, I don't know. He just and needs, if you did it then, why not now? Right, why not now? <laughs> I don't know. Strangely, I mean, looking back over all the stuff we've seen, uh, you know, outside of Civil War, 
I still think this is the best thing in the theater. Yeah. You know, strangely, all the, all the, I, I all the shots too. were taken at it. Like just, it's fun. And, it's, and when it's fun, it's really fun. Yeah. And it's, it's a really good movie and I would really highly recommend it. Yeah. Um, Despite the number over and above being, you yeah. know, like a six and a half or seven right. area movie. I would really recommend it because you're going to have fun yeah. watching it. And especially, you know, considering what else is out there. Yeah. And just very selfishly, I want people to go see it because I want people to make, you know, Shane Black and, and a few other people are clearly trying to make some kind of update to film noir right. in general right. so that we can have those kind of movies Again, yeah. and have like some detective, like crazy, right. you know, type stuff. And you see something vaguely in that area every once in a while, but you know, I I would love it if people would go see this and yeah. someone would say, well, let's try something else yeah. in that even, arena. Even though know? we're at seven and seven and a half, at least for myself, I feel like the fun that I had at the height of it was like nine, you know, yeah. and that wasn't a minute or two. That was like, that was almost half the movie. Right. You know, I would say 40, 45 minutes of that center. Ah, oh, man, it was just eating it up. Right. And, 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 and even, okay. even some of the things that are, uh, where it goes a little screwy maybe, yeah. but still they're, they're fun. They're fun. Yeah. Most people are not going to say, right. well, and now I don't like that. They're just right. going to have fun with it. Right. And, it, and it, there's Go a lot it. of it. There's a lot that, of those. There's a lot of it. That's really cool. And one of the things uh, we got to go, but before we just bail on the movie, one yeah. of the things that I thought, Oh my God, that's awesome. Right. Was uh, at when all of a sudden he like dives for the ankle gun. Yeah, I loved it. That was so cool. Yep. And that is a thing that, you know, so he did write it. Like as a writer, you have to have a very, you know, special kind <laughs> of take on what you're doing yeah. to even come up with the idea right. of, of doing that. Even having written all the stuff leading up to it. Right. Still to like come up that. Right. And throw that into the movie was so yeah. great. And Ryan Gosling is like so invested in that. He, he it sells so everything. Yeah. It was so and that, cool. That's a great scene because it follows the coffee scene. And then it literally right. has Russell Crowe go, going, I, what are you looking for? I don't have <laughs> right. dream that. And he's like, uh, right. And yeah. he's like, and it's funny because yeah. what is he doing? I have no idea. I, yeah. He's I, like, I, I don't know. Let me I, ask him. I, I don't like, know what he's doing. <laughs> Because he looks like I he's was having not, a seizure. I was in not. It is dream. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> let me just figure. I mean, in some strange way, Russell Crowe is a better PI because he puts together all the weird things that happen to Ryan Gosling, like, <laughs> right, and he right. knows what happens without even getting the information. So, right. so anyway, next week is X Men, uh, right? That's, next that's week is going to be uh, the big thing. It's yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Apocalypse. X Men is going to be huge. Yeah, I'm still not absolutely sold on the movie. Um, it, I trust the I trust Brian Singer. It looks like it looks otherwise. like there will be uh, a lot of fun to be had. Yeah. but man, it makes me nervous. But you, actually, most X Men movies have made me nervous going into them. Yeah, there there yeah, weren't a lot of X Men movies, you know, since the first one. Right, the first one I was didn't care. I'm right, like I don't care. That right. that'll Doesn't be matter. awesome. Yeah, right, right. yeah. But, uh, you know, everyone since then, I've been very nervous about, and right. I haven't really been let down yet. Right. But Strangely. still, there's a lot going on in that yeah. movie that I just really wonder, especially, you know, our our thing going into every superhero movie is that everything just becomes more and more impossible. Right. Like every next superhero that comes out. Right we have to have something more and more impossible to overcome. Right. right. That guy was a God, but, and you know, the thing that continually throws me about that is like, you know, that's not how comic books right. are. It's not like right. every next is they come out every damn month. Right. right. You can't have the super next. God. Yeah. The next worst thing that's ever happened in human history right. every month. Yeah. And uh, expect it, to get it stories would have been, out. It would have been but. so good because so much of the comic is built on what is seemingly the MCU doing right, which is it's not always about the story or the villain. It's about the interpersonal stuff. And right. you make you and you care about those characters. This is sometimes seen as very disposable CGI stuff. But if you care about the characters, then you care about where their arc goes. And then they grow apart. They fight. They lose each other. You know, there's right. stuff there to be had. Somebody's got to realize that. It would it, it would be, be cool if the superhero movies could progress enough. Yeah. We could actually get like enough of them 
that somebody said, you know, we can have like sort of a break movie. Right. Where, you know, obviously something bad is happening or whatever, but it's more like just, you know, a different kind of thing. Not not the entire universe is going to end today, but something. Get ready. You know, we got a week off from sitting through all the credits. There's going to be extra stuff at the end of this one. So we're going to sit through about 12 minutes of credits to get to it. Yeah. And for whatever it's worth, the trailer for the nice guys is exactly the movie you get. Oh, it, right. It, it may not true. represent it perfectly, but it is. That's, that's the film, but it's, it's very good. And yeah. uh, ex- uh, apart from the fact that you may not know going in that there's going to be as much nudity or right. as much cussing or, or right. Yeah. Just based on the trailer. Sure. So now everyone will go. Yeah. That, I said that, that I would go. I sold the so, movie now. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so we'll be, we'll be back next week with, uh, the X-Men, thank you for tuning in. Yeah. Please, please share, uh, subscribe, rate us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Yeah. Thanks. Bye.